This is the Less Doing Podcast with your host, Ari Mysel. Learn how to optimize, automate, and outsource and be more effective at everything. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. First of all, I just want to say that my new website has finally launched. Uh, you can go to lessdoing.com and see all the new stuff we've got up there. I've got it. Uh, of course, I had the design outsourced, and the people over at Your Design Guys did a really great job. I'm very happy with how it came out. Uh, in addition to that, the School of Less Doing is now in full operation. I had a great team from Project Opus Films come out to my house for a couple days and film all of my Less Doing course content over. Really high quality stuff, really well done, and you can access that now at school.lessdoing.com. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, in addition, I just want to say that uh, today's interview is a quick one. It's with uh, Matt Kuzdub from Push Strength, and it's, it's just a short little interview to talk about a really cool device that's going to be coming out in the spring, so I hope you enjoy that, and then stay tuned for next episode where I interview Mark Devine of SealFit. Thanks a lot. Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast. Today, my guest is Matt Kuzdub, lead sports scientist for Push Strength. Hi, Matt. Hi, Les. Or... Uh... Ari. <laughs> that's okay. You can refer to me as less doing. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> I was going to say less doing. Ari, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to, to talk to me. So Absolutely. Yeah. So now I've talked on this podcast and on my blog a lot to, with my audience about uh, self-trackers and quantified self. And I, I have not been shy about saying that I think that a lot of the devices out there are much more consumer-oriented and give you information, but they're they're really not a lot of the information that some people might want if they're taking this stuff really seriously. So push strength does something a little different, right? So want, tell tell everybody, first of all, basically what push is. No problem. Uh, push is basically a wearable device that uh, you strap on your arm um, and it tracks movement in the weight room. So basically any type of uh, barbell or dumbbell exercise we're able to track um, via a smartphone and uh, you can review every rep of every set either as you're working out or you can kind of see trends over time so it how how is it different i mean i know the answer but how is it different than something like a fitbit or even a basis watch what you know what are the sensors that we're going to get in a push that we're not going to get in the others right i think the main difference is that uh um we sample at a higher frequency, so we're able to get a lot more uh, information or detail uh, out of every movement that you do. So we'll be able to, based on, on our sensors or accelerometers, we're able to um, detect reps, and from every rep uh, that you do in the gym, we're able to give you uh, real kind of scientifically validated metrics like force, uh, velocity, uh, and, and power output, something that... You know, some of the other wearables aren't able to do their, they're just a little bit more lightweight and can provide uh, things like steps and, and calories, but, but not more, uh, more detailed info. 
So now what can somebody do with that kind of information? What can they do if they know how much power they are putting? And, and, and keep, you know, I'm coming from an Ironman background where, you know, power meters on the bike are like sort of a game changer. So I feel like this is almost like that, right, for your body. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, but, so, but for people who don't know, what can you do with that power information? Uh, well, first off, I think it's important to note that athletes and coaches have been using these sort of metrics for, for decades now. Sure. Uh, but the devices out there are very uh, kind of technical and, uh, and and difficult to use. So um, they're keeping track of these these metrics to, to improve their, for example, explosiveness. So if your power output is higher in certain lifts, then you're able to produce uh, and generate more force and you know be more explosive or or, or powerful on the field or or rink. Um, same with velocity. If you're able to kind of increase the speed of movement, then that'll translate uh, to speed of movement in your sport. Uh, so this is, I think, end consumers can benefit from this as well if they're kind of geared towards more more of the performance end uh, spectrum. So we are gearing towards that sort of, uh, um, or we're gearing towards that end of the spectrum. And uh, I think the main thing is being able to, to track uh, progress over time. Uh, so basically, you can have more information as to what you're doing rather than simply how much you can lift. You know, that's you, you often hear people saying, "Oh, I've lifted this much and this much," but um, it's hard to gauge progress that way. Sure, uh, and and one of the things that I find with with myself as well as athletes that I work with is that. You know, some people have good days and bad days, right? And and when yeah. you're when you're in the gym, when you're performance, and sometimes you don't really know what it is. And yeah. that was something that I always found really interesting with the power meter on the bike. Was there were days where I just felt like I was like biking through cement, but I was actually doing okay, and it was really sort of just something else physiologically. So uh, I'm not really up on my my high school physics, but uh, power is and or force is measured with newtons, right? Force and newtons, yeah. Force, okay. Uh, so, uh, power so, in, in watts. Okay, right. So, thank you. <laughs> so, what, what, what? I mean, you know, you sort of just answered this question, but more specifically, like, what do I do knowing that I, I'm, I'm uh, producing this many newtons of force? Like, you know, do I want to produce more next time? Do I, want, I mean, or is just it just sort of, it's just a marker. Yeah, it is. First of all, it is a marker, but uh, secondly, force is kind of associated with strength. So the more you can lift, the generally the more force you'll be able to to generate. Um, so if you're someone who's kind of looking at um, just increasing overall strength, that would be maybe one of the metrics that you're looking at. If you're someone who wants to um, increase power output or explosiveness, then you'll probably look at power. And then there are different exercises that um, are geared to more to one of the metrics versus the other. Sure, of course. Uh, yeah, like Olympic lifts would be more power uh, focused. Traditional lifts like squat and deadlift would be more force focused. Jumping exercises, plyometrics would be more uh, velocity focused, for example. Okay, okay, so that, that, that does make it a lot clearer. Now, if someone, well, actually, so you, actually, you, you brought up a good point there. So someone's doing squats versus Olympic lifting, the device is worn on the arm, right? Correct, yeah. So obviously, if you're doing a jump or you're doing a lift, like it, it's still going to get that. But uh, this this is not going to help you if you're doing something like leg presses, obviously. 
you can strap it on um, sort of the, your ankle. Oh, you can? And okay. be able to, to do leg presses as well. So uh, we're trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. So for the majority of the lifts, uh, you strap it on your arm and we'll be able to track that. But if, you know, for a leg press, for example, if you put it on your arm, uh, you know, accelerometer is not moving at the arm <laughs> during that lift. So you're going to have to put it on your leg for, for movement to occur and for us to detect, uh, detect the rep. Similar if you're doing like a, for example, a, a chin-up, you'd have to put it up around your waist because um, that's, you know, you, we would have movement from, from that area of the body. Okay. So how does it know what exercise you're doing? That's one thing you do have to input uh, into the app. So either you can do it uh, as soon as you get to the gym. If you don't have anything sort of in mind, you just really easily select the exercise or just start typing in the exercise that you're doing. It'll start populating uh, exercises and um, input the weight. Just kind of scroll through the app, input the weight, press go either on the app or on the device, and it'll track it for you. And then press um, either stop on the app or stop on, on the device after the set. And it'll record that, store it for you. If you have something already uh, or a workout already created ahead of time, either by yourself or by a trainer, then uh, the app will pre-populate that workout for you. So you just have to press start before every set. Okay, so if you, that's pretty cool actually because does that mean that you can really accurately sort of predict, I guess, what your one rep max might be for something? Exactly, yeah. There are definitely uh, sort of velocity and, and velocity-based equations that can predict uh, 1RMs, which is great because even for high-end athletes, like trainers very rarely want to do one rep maxes with their athletes, the risk of potentially injuring themselves. Well, and, and personally, I can tell you that, you know, I, I, like, I, I can't remember if it's with back squats or front squats or something, but there's some very s sort of standard conversions that you can do you know like your three rep max should be 91 percent of your one rep max for the back squat kind yeah. of thing and i've yeah. always found those to be really inaccurate for me either the one rep max was way way more heavy than i thought i could go or it ended up being lighter that didn't happen too many times but uh so it, it sounds like with this you can really take that data and be like well i'm producing the proper velocity and you know which are which are relative uh values right so yeah uh, that's that's really really amazing and i guess that also would help as you said, sort of prevent injury. Yeah, exactly. Prevent injury and uh, sort of give give coaches and trainers uh, better sort of uh, baselines to work off of with their clients or athletes, and and be able to base um, programs off of those those numbers. Great. That's I mean that's really great. The the that level of information I think uh, takes it to a really, really valuable place. It's going to, yeah. Are you going to be integrating with like my wad or things like that? Those kind of, is there, there going to be open API for this? Yeah, there is an open API currently. So yeah, we'll be doing that. We even want to, uh, we're looking into sort of like the withing scale and other scales out there where, you know, because a lot of the, the metrics are based off of a person's weight. So if that's fluctuating on a daily basis or over the course of weeks and months, then up on the scale and automatically your profile gets updated with body fat percentage and weight, height, all that stuff. Great. So when is the device going to be available? We're looking at uh, April 2014 for our first wave of devices. We have currently a beta program in place where 
Uh, we're sending about 100 units to various uh, strength coaches and, and sports science researchers, and they're going to test the device for us, validate it, give us some feedback. Uh, we'll tweak it and, and have it ready for the spring. Wonderful. Uh, so, and, and it's available for pre-order on the site now for $149, right? Exactly. So what, what is the URL for everybody to, to, to find out all about it? That's pushstrength.com. Right. So yeah, now, you can, oh. you can, we're taking pre-orders as well right now. So. Oh, good. And we, we did have a, an Indiegogo campaign that did pretty well. We uh, surpassed our goal, and uh, we're pretty excited about that. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, so, yeah, so the last you. question that I always like to ask on the podcast, because I'm, I'm always talking to these really cool, high-performance people, is what are your personal top three sort of productivity tips, you know, the things that make you more effective every day? All right. <laughs> uh, I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, I think I got a couple good ones anyway. Uh, coming from a sort of a exercise and sports background, for me personally, uh, making sure that uh, I get some form of exercise in on a daily basis, and it helps me uh, you know, clear my mind and, and be a little bit more focused when I come into work. Uh, so that would be one of them. Uh, my second would be I like to do things in sort of chunks. So uh, kind of 90-minute or 120-minute time slots, kind of really focus in on that time frame to do a task and then have a, a little bit of a break uh, and then go back into it. And uh, third one, uh, if I need to, to sort of have some quiet, I, um, I like to uh, put my headphones on and, and listen to some kind of relaxing music while I, while I work. Cool. Those are I mean, those are three very good tips. I'm always interested uh, in that question, especially because I always get such different answers. So thank you very much for sharing that. No problem. And, no problem. Yeah, and uh, thank you for your time. I hope everyone gets a chance to to try out Push when it comes out, because I know that people listening to this could definitely benefit from that kind of information. So uh, Matt, thanks again for uh, for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Ari. I uh, really appreciate it. Fun. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast with Ari Mizell. For more ways to make everything in your life easier, head over to lessdoing.com and also on Twitter at twitter.com slash Ari Mizell or Facebook at facebook.com slash lessdoing. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. It's greatly appreciated. You can learn the art of less doing, getting started with biohacking, and how to make Gmail, IFTTT, and virtual assistants your ultimate productivity toolbox at udemy.com slash less doing. Until next time, keep optimizing, automating, and outsourcing everything you do.